Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge. And today I am privileged to bring a guest on the show that I have heard his name over and over and over again for years. And I finally get a chance to meet with him and network with him and share some value with all the listeners and all the viewers. So please help me welcome Mike Hambright. Mike, welcome to the show. How the hell hey. are you, man? I'm great. I'm great. Happy to be here, David. Honestly, I feel the same. I've known you of you for a long time. We've never met. So it's a privilege for me as well, my friend. Man, likewise. Very cool. Very cool. Mike, you have been doing so many things. I've seen your name come across my social media accounts and other places with different things attached to it. You are a man of many trades. You are like uh, a Swiss army knife. Holy cool. <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cool. Very cool. Um, so recently you work on Investor Fuse. Uh, which is, is that a, so that's not the mastermind. I'm sorry. Investor, investor, investor fuel is the mastermind. Investor yeah. fuel, Mastermind. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So that's really, uh, that's really, really awesome. But today I also want to talk about building a real business with you because again, you I've seen your name on a lot of things. You're a part of a lot of businesses. And I think that that would be really, really helpful to the listeners and the viewers yeah. to learn about that. So welcome yeah. to the show. Yeah. Glad to be here, man. Yeah. I talk a lot about, uh, you know, I, what I, what I say, you know, in a lot of different places that I, my goal is to help people achieve financial freedom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been able to do that, but we all started with one deal, right. Or we all started, we all have a backstory, right. And mm -hmm. for me, uh, that included like, you know, getting a bunch of formal education. Cause I thought that's what you're supposed to do to get ahead and then getting fired from my dream job and then going to another company and flying high. And then they filed for bankruptcy. And it's just like this series Ooh. of series Ooh. of like, you know, hey, I, I can't do this anymore. Uh, I need to take my control of my family's future into my own hands. And that's really when I started real estate investing in 2008. Um, but at the time, it was like, you know, it was we were we were living off of savings and burning through it fast and trying to get going. And I know those struggles early on. We, we grew our business very fast um, in the real estate space. But um, I can tell you that um, I've coached a lot of people you have to I've seen I've been around a lot of people that never get out of that job mode, right? It mm. becomes a, a, like there's this kind of badge of honor that's called hustle, which I don't think is so much of a badge of honor. You do what you have to do to get ahead, but that can't be the goal to work that hard forever. So I talk a lot about putting the right systems and processes and people in place to help you ultimately work your way out of a job. And that's, that's ultimately what I think freedom is. Man, I think this is going to be an amazing podcast. Thanks for coming on because I agree 100% with what you just said. And I have systems and processes and people in place in my business, but I know there is always room to tweak it, to make it even better. Mike, when most people come to me for coaching, they have a job and they want to quit that job. And I warn a lot of them that if they do it the right way, they can go from 40 hours to 40 hours, maybe even from 40 hours to 30 hours, and eventually from 40 hours to four hours. 
But what's going to probably happen is they're going to go from 40 hours to 70 hours. Most likely. They're not yeah. doing it right. So yeah, right. I love it. This is great. So what kind of things are you typically, you know, doing to put in place to help prevent that from happening? So I think the biggest thing is mindset, right? Like a lot of people, if you kind of use that same, uh, that same person you just talked about, that's thinking about leaving a job. So there's really two people they are thinking about it and they're going to do it. Right. And so in my experience, and I don't, I, I'm always hesitant to tell people, like, I don't think I've ever told anybody, I think you should leave your job because that's scary for me. Like, I don't want that burden on, on my shoulders. Right. But the truth is a lot of people have that job is like a safety net. And unfortunately, you know, I can't tell you how many students I've had or people I've been with over the years that they're thinking about leaving and then they start getting some stuff going and they get a promotion at work oh. or something happens. <laughs> and it's just like that J-O-B that just, just over broke, right? They just like keep like, let me just raise it up a little bit to, to keep you here. Um, and so I think the mindset stuff of people really being, they want it, but they're afraid to go after it. And so they kind of keep that safety net. Um, and then unfortunately that safety net a lot of times doesn't allow them to run their business like a business. They, they can't answer the phone while they're at work. <laughs> it's like, well, if you've got leads coming in, somebody's got to answer that phone. Right. And I'm trying to go on an appointment. I said it for a couple of days from now on Saturday when I'm off and it's just, that's not how, that's not how you buy houses in, in this climate, like seller distressed sellers are not going to wait for you to get off work. Right. They're, they're ready. They, they need their problems solved. They don't care about your problems. Right? Yeah. And so that's what I've seen is a lot of people just don't treat it like a business. They, they don't. And sometimes because they can't go on appointments, like at the drop of a hat, if they need to, then they pull back on lead generation because like, well, what if I get in, they're almost like the proverbial dog that catches the bus. Like, what am I going to do if I catch it? You know? And uh, so there's a bunch of issues really it's around mindset, right. Of not treating that like a real business from the very beginning. And that's really the kiss of death from kind of from day one. I agree completely. <laughs> awesome. That was awesome, man. So we have students that come in and they do that same thing. And, you know, I just encourage people, you know, don't stop the marketing, figure out what you can do to solve the problem without being there. Maybe take a partner on, maybe joint venture with other investors. I mean, there's so many right. things you could do, of course, so yeah. many different things. Yeah. Um, love that. Very, very cool. What else you got for us today? Um, so we could talk about, uh, you know, how to kind of make that transition. Why don't we continue on that same? Yeah, let's continue on this. Absolutely. Right. So I think there's a, there's a bunch of people that, that I've heard that say, and they, and they also a lot of times set, I'm kind of creating an avatar here of like what not to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's people that'll say, uh, cause we're very big on goal planning. Like, what is it that you want to accomplish? Right. And there'll be people that let's just say we've got a guy that makes like $80,000 a year in his job. And he's getting started in real estate. And if you ask them what their goal is, they'll say, you know what? I'm not going to be happy unless I make a quarter million dollars in my first year. Ooh. And it's like, and you know, on social media, you see all these people like that are doing amazing things. Of course, you never see the negative side. You know, you often don't see the negative side of people's lives and businesses on social media because that's just not what they share. It's the highlight reel. But, that's all, It's definitely yeah, exactly. the highlight reel. Exactly. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but what, what I'm going to tell people is like set a realistic goal of the first goal really should be replacing your income, right? Because like you said, then you can go from 40 hours to 40 hours if, the, if you're used to working 40 hours. You can treat it like a job initially, but the goal is not to have a job, right? But you, you kind of have to go through that. So a lot of times I refer to uh, Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant. Mm. And for yeah, those that aren't familiar, books. it's like a two by two matrix. And, and the upper left basically is you're an employee. That's the E box. Um, and you work for somebody else, like you trade your time for dollars. That's as simple as that. Then the next box is S, which is self-employed. 
And a lot of people in this industry, I mean, I would hesitate to say 80 to 90% um, are self-employed. They're not really business owners, like the business owns them. Like they can't get out of what they do because if they do, the money stops, the music stops, the whole thing shuts down if you're not available. If you get sick, your family gets sick, you want to take a vacation, any of those things, everything stops. And so what happens? People don't take vacations. They just crank and hustle and work all weekend and all this stuff. And you're just, you know, you still have a job. It's just, you also happen to be the employer, right? And that's not the goal, but that's where a lot of people get stuck. Um, and so a minute ago, we talked about getting out of that uh, employee box. Mm. That's, that's hard initially. And then people get stuck in the self-employed box. So then the upper right is the business owner box. And that's where you still are involved, but you have systems, you have people, you have mm. processes in place. You could, you know, you could get things going, leave on vacation for a week or two, probably at least at a minimum. And the business will still run without you because you, you've brought people and you've bought your time back, right? You, mm. you took some of your earnings and you plowed it into investing in people or systems or processes or whatever it might be that can allow the business to run without you having to be there that day or that week, right? Yeah, love that. Yep. And then you got the I box. That's right. Yeah, the lower right is the I box. That's where your money makes money, whether you sleep 24 hours a day or travel 365 days a year. That's that's where you're at. And that's where everybody that's like I talk about that because it's like for me, it's like a it's like a roadmap, right? It's like, how do I get from E to S to B to I? And everybody has different goals. I mean, I think that's another thing that I've seen in all my time coaching, advising people. I primarily advise like professional investors now, not newbies. But there's still a lot of people that are stuck in that self-employed and that even the business owner box. And so I think a lot of folks, so for me, I, and I have multiple businesses. And so I have businesses in each of those stages. Like I have some startup type stuff that's in that S box where I'm doing more than I really ultimately want to, but I know it's temporary. And then I have some multifamily stuff that I do that's in the I box that properties I've never even stepped foot on or maybe one time, right? Um, and a lot of my stuff tends to be in that B box. But I think rather than kind of educate people on where you should be, I think people just need to be aware that that exists, right? Like, I, I feel like a lot of people jump into real estate and uh, some, do, some do very well, but they still get stuck and they're just not aware of kind of where they are on that roadmap. And so they just continue doing what they're doing, hustling, thinking that if I if I work more, if I work harder, I'm going to get ahead. But if you're not aware of where you are on that path, a lot of times you're not moving forward. You're just spinning your wheels. Holy cow. I want to repeat what you just said. If you are not aware of where you are on that path, you're not going to get ahead. You're just spinning your wheels. Yes. I love that. That is exactly right, man. So let's recap what not to do. Don't stop marketing, right? If Never. you can't run the appointments, that was the first topic that we talked about. Next, don't set those unrealistic expectations, guys. You know, your number one goal should be to replace your income. That was Mike's words, not mine. And I agree 100%. That should be your number one goal. And if you don't know where you're at, sometimes just being busy isn't going to be productive. Man, you're just dropping some nuggets on us today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is awesome, man. Very cool. So what do you tell your students in terms of, you know, bringing on virtual assistants or even local assistants and or even partners in an effort to get from the E box to the S box or really even more so the B box, right? Right, right. Yeah, I think uh, from the getting out of an, the employee mode, like, so first off, when you're, when you're early in your career, whether you're self-employed or, or whether you're still an employee, 
somebody has, there's a ton of administrative tasks in this business, right? There like is, this. there's a ton. I just yeah. got off of a, of a call with one of my students before this, and we were setting up systems. It's a, yeah. it's a lot, right? And there's a lot you can do with systems. I mean, obviously they've come a long way. I'm, I'm old enough uh, in this business, 13 years where I remember there were no real estate CRMs, like no real estate technology. It was like caveman days. And that was just 13 years ago. So it's evolved a lot in that time. Of course, there was just this, you know, four or five years ago, maybe six years ago, just a whole bunch of stuff started rolling out because of a lot of people that are real estate investors. And they're like, they also were a software guy or they're like, hey, I can build this. Uh, which is amazing. But a lot of those tasks are, there's, they're never going to go away completely. Like you can make them easier. And so how do you make it easier for you? Sometimes it's not a system that you need. It's a person that you need to person. handle it instead of you. And, you know, that could be a virtual assistant. That could be somebody in your office. You have to decide those things. I mean, we, I have, I have both and we're big on virtual assistants across our companies between me and uh, my partner and our few businesses. We probably have about 70 virtual assistants that work for us. Um, what we do and what we do. So there, you know, I've had VAs for the last 10 years. Uh, there's a lot of people that struggle with virtual assistants, but it's because they think that I can just hire somebody for four or five, six bucks an hour, and they'll just figure it all out as if they're superhuman. So just know whether it's virtual or somebody in your office, you still have to train them. You still have to coach them. You still have to monitor them. You have to pay them on time. Like that's right. You have to do all the same things you would do with somebody in your office. Um, probably even more so, because why would somebody halfway around the world understand our culture and our business unless they've been exposed to that, right? And so, uh, but I think virtual assistants are a great way to ease into having an admin that is probably more cost effective than somebody, you know, in your office. Um, but uh, there's ultimately some things that virtual assistants have a hard time doing, um, or that's just way easier if you have somebody in your office that you can hand something to and say, Hey, can you do this for me? Yeah. Hey, can you go down and file this with the, with the, with the County, you know, and, or yeah. drop this off to the bank. It's very difficult for the virtual assistant to do all that. Right. Things. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I love that, man. That's, that's but I think that the key is like find administrative help to get the administrative tasks off of your plate. At the end of the day, like those are, those are generally entry level tasks, right? So your, your time is worth more than that. And if you want to start buying your time back, you know, think about the tasks you're, you're having somebody do. Like this is a $10 an hour thing. And it's like, well, is, it, is your time worth $10 an hour? And, and if it's worth more than that, then you shouldn't be doing a $10 an hour task uh, as much as possible. Yeah, agreed. And there are some tasks that you can even have done for four or five, $6 an hour, like you had yeah. said earlier. Oh, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, man. So that is the great way to get out of the, out of the e-box. How do you get out of the S box? So what happens is a lot of real estate investors uh, struggle initially and they hustle hard and they might be making more money than they made when they had a, the J-O-B, right? But what happens is you get to a point to where you think you have to do it your way. And so sometimes you don't advertise more. You don't raise your advertising up, your lead gen up because you don't have time to go on appointments when ultimately... You don't want to be going on appointments anyway, right? I mean, if you unless you love it, you might love it. I actually love the acquisition side, but I just value my time more than that. I know that I can't scale my own time, right? And so you might love it, but eventually you've got to get out of that role if you want to have a business and not a job. And so uh, one of the challenges that I've seen is a lot of people are perfectionists or they have done it so hard for so long that they just don't think anybody else can do it as good as them. And that actually might be the case. Sometimes there's people that can do it way better than you. Uh, and you just, 
you just don't want to admit it or you're just not aware yet. Yeah. But um, ultimately, if you want to scale your business, like you could be a solopreneur, taking your calls, going on appointments, doing all that to up to maybe two or three deals a month. But you're working hard. Agre- you're on agreed. call 24 seven. We right? talked about this on two or three podcasts ago. My partner, Mike and I is, yeah, you kind of hit, you kind of hit a ceiling at about three deals a month. Yeah. When you're doing all the acquisitions, all the marketing, all the appointments, all the offer making, all the follow-up, all the closing coordination, the signing, the buyer marketing. Oh man, the list goes on and on. Everything, everything. Inevitably, you got to know, inevitably you're making, you're making decisions if you're running your business that way that are costing you money. For example, you don't raise up your advertising because you can't go on appointments. You stop your advertising because you're going on vacation in a couple of weeks and you don't want to have to deal with leads. You're dispoing and you're selling it to the same five people that you sold everything to last year. Uh, and they're paying you less because they're getting the good friend discount and the easy discount for you. But you're not out trying to build that dispo list where you can sell your properties for five or $10,000 more. And just on and on, right? There's a bunch of stuff that you're doing that's sabotaging your business and you don't even know it. Um, because you think the easy route is just to stay in it. Now, the truth is, is that's not easy because you're still working harder than you should, harder than you want to be probably. And also you're doing your family a disservice. So, I mean, what happens if something happens to you? What happens if you get sick? What happens if someone in your family gets sick? You know, you, they need you, you need you. So you got to find a way to get, to get out of the way more. Man, I love it. That is such great advice, guys. How to get out of the E-box, how to get out of the S-box. Ultimately, you want to land in that B box. And the B box, if you are unaware of what we were talking about, we were talking about the cash flow quadrant. And it is such a great tool to see the big picture and understand on, you know, what these roles are and how they exist and how you can move into the B one. And the B box is the business owner box. And it means that you are in control and you have people in systems and processes that run the business for you. And then like Mike said, you can go on vacation for a week at a minimum. I mean, I know some people that go on vacation for like four and six months at a time and they come back and their business is doing better than when they left because there's yeah. people that are invested in it, right? And it's just yep. such an awesome, awesome, awesome approach. Mike, tell us about Investor Fuel. So Investor Fuel is a professional mastermind for for professional real estate investors, not new investors. Uh, we have uh, over 100, about 110 members. We actually just are about to hit our four-year anniversary. And so it's really an association of professional real estate investors. And we have uh, for the past, like, well, I guess for the first three and a half years, we had multi, mostly a single family focus where uh, we are, all of our members were single family investors. Recently, because I've been doing a lot of multifamily investing myself, um, we added in two more groups for multifamily investors. We actually call them the cash flow groups. Uh, but on the single family side, we have a group for people that are doing 10 to 50 deals a year. And we have a group for people that are doing um, 50 and above. And we have several members that are doing 400, almost 500 deals a year in our group. And then on the multifamily side, it's from brand new up to thousands of doors under control or under management. And so, uh, but we're really, we're just, a family. I mean, we're a group of people that get together to share what's working, what's not working. There's no ego allowed in our rooms. And we have some amazing seven and eight figure businesses in there. And you wouldn't know it unless you know that person or unless it came up. I mean, they're not bragging about that. Right. 
And so it's a place for people to kind of come and learn and grow and build relationships with people that are like them, because as we all know, this is a lonely business for the most part. If you're not out socializing with your peers uh, and true peers, like people that are operating at your level or above, then you're probably, you know, from a, from a moving forward standpoint, you're probably moving backward. Um, and so it's just an amazing community of, of big givers and people with big hearts that are kind of sharing what's working and uh, trying to put our heads together to look around the corner and figure out how to grow even faster. Man, I love it. Your ego is not your amigo. And what you said that really rang with me, Mike, was the, uh, we are a family group of people that, that share, you know, what's working and no ego is a lot. I think that's such a, an amazing message. And I like how you have yep. these different tiers, um, you know, to, to kind of focus on different things for different people. You know, I think that that's really, yeah, that's really right. cool. So man, holy yeah, cow, the, over a hundred members and only been around for four years. You guys are crushing it, growing fast, helping a, good group, a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. We have a guy, I won't, I won't say his name, but a guy that's in our group that when he joined uh, about two years ago, he was doing about three deals a month had never done more than that. And he just hit his 30th deal of the month, uh, yesterday, which is uh, day before the end of the month. So maybe they'll squeak out doing more than 30 deals, but pretty amazing growth. And, you know, it's my group. I won't take any credit for that. He would give credit to the group because he learned it from just being sitting at the table with the right people asking the right questions um, and being a huge giver too, sharing tons of knowledge, always showing up early, showing up to help anybody out that needs help. And in the process, they grew substantially in just a couple of years. Man, that is phenomenal. Mike, what else are you working on right now? You are, you got a huge group, but yeah. again, I see your name all over the place and you're like, <laughs> you have some stuff going on with flip nerd, I think. And yeah. Yeah. So I found a flip nerd about eight years ago, which is really just a podcast. There's not much of a business to it other than the podcast itself. My, my real business is I, I really, I really have four companies. One is single family, uh, single family investing company, multifamily investing company, investor fuel, which is my mastermind that we just talked about. And then the investor machine is our lead gen. We kind of call it a lead gen agency. We really turned into a lot more of a tech company. Um, but we use some very unique ways to get to data uh, that's very, very hard to get to. The average person is not willing to get to it. And then we have kind of done for you lead generation from direct mail, skip tracing, a lot of other things that just literally you, you just you know pay your invoice every month and, and we make the phone ring. And so uh, it's a pretty unique approach that you know nobody else is doing. Would be hard to replicate the way that we do it for sure. Um, and in that, we also work with just professional real estate investors and typically some higher volume guys that that value back to what we said of outsourcing the things that they're just not good at or never going to be as good at as someone else. Mm -hmm. Man, I love it. You are a Swiss Army knife, my friend. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> ever said that, but I, I get it a little bit. You know, I will say this, and, and I'll say this about myself. <laughs> Just in, in the spirit of learning that we would just talked about like mindset and stuff is I, pro I probably used to have more pride in having a lot of shit going on, but now I know that that is, could be a huge distraction as well. Mm. But I will tell you that in, in all of the businesses that I just mentioned, I have a team, one of them, we have 70 employees. Like we have a massive uh, organization that is helping me do all that. I used to just try to do it all myself with a couple of people. And there are definitely times where, I was just spinning my wheels and everything was getting diluted. And we're at a point now where I have really good people in all the spots that we need them in. And uh, it allows me to focus on what I like to do, which is do podcasts, educate, network, um, you know, sales and marketing type activities that I really love the most. 
And uh, there's a lot of other activities happening, you know, in all those businesses. And fortunately, I mean, I get pulled in more than I'm saying here for sure, but I have a good team that protects me from, you know, myself as much as possible. No, I get that, man. I, I get it. And I love it, but that's how you're able to do the things that you're doing. That's very, yeah. very cool, man. Mike, do you have anything that you want to share, you know, with, uh, with the audience? We have a lot of individuals that are new to real estate investing that listen to the show. And we, we basically, the name of the show is the discount property investor podcast. And we focus on buying properties at a discount. Yeah. Uh, reason is, is, you know, wholesaling is a great way to get started in this business. It's a great way to get your feet wet, especially if you don't have a ton of money or maybe not any at all. Um, but ultimately, you know, if you want to do, you know, wholesaling, if you want to be a landlord, which is my passion and use the burr method, or even if you want to be a fix and flipper, you make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. So you always got to start with the discount, right? Yeah. So that's really what we like love to preach. And I try to say that on every episode, you make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. So if you are new and you're just starting out and you're learning some of these basic concepts and you, you know, maybe ran a few appointments or maybe even done a few deals, you know, what would be some advice that you would give somebody to get, you know, from that E or S wherever they're at into yep. the next box, regardless of what that may be. I think kind of going back to the mindset thing, I, I think we're, we're at a place in America where people want to pop a pill and lose 50 pounds. We want to, I want to push a button and order something while I'm laying in bed at night and it's there the next day on Amazon. It's like this effect where everybody wants immediate gratification, right? And this business, you'll hear, there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of people that talk about this on social media. They tend to make it sound easier than it is. It's a hard business. It's a great business. It's changed my life. That, that's, that's where I started for, for you know, 10 years. The majority of my money was made off of wholesaling, rehabbing, and my rental portfolio that I built up. But it started with one deal, right? And even when I started, honestly, we, we got an office from the very beginning. We started advertising from the very beginning um, and generating leads. I had an admin from the very beginning because I, I had a, a mentor that was showing me some things. So I was kind of modeling that it still took me four months to get my first deal. And then I actually got two deals in the first day, uh, the, not the first day, the, like when I got my first deal, I got two the same day. Um, and then it just started happening and there's ups and downs. And I kind of say it's an emotional and a financial roller coaster, but you just have to have the fortitude to just never, ever give up because when you feel like you're failing, I promise you, you're learning. And those things are going to just keep pushing you forward. If too many people quit way too early and just never quit, you don't, you don't fail when you quit. I mean, you, you, when you, when you quit, I'm saying, I'm going to mess this up now. When you quit, you don't fail until you quit. Until you right? quit. Right. Until you quit. So just don't quit. Now you might have bumps along the road. You might have failures, but that doesn't mean you have to stop. Right. So just don't stop. And then you're never going to fail. Guys, you heard it from the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Hambright himself. One of my favorite quotes, I think, aligns very, very closely with what he just said is consistent, persistent action equals success. Yep. Can't quit. You got to be consistent. You got to be persistent. You got to constantly be taking action. I love it. Mike, thanks for coming on the show today. I will be forever. I am forever grateful for this thanks, hour buddy. of time. Glad, that glad, we to, have, glad to be here. And I'm looking forward to connecting with you in person in a couple of weeks in Tampa too. That's right. That's right. Looking forward to that. Awesome, guys. Don't forget, you make your money when you buy. You get paid when you sell. Thanks for listening, guys. Signing off.
Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.